induction of ubiquitin C, UBC gene transcription is mediated by HSF1, role of prototoxic and oxidative stress. By Marzia Bianchi and Mauro Magnani from University of Urbino, Carlo Bo, Italy. Fabs Press, 2018. The polyubiquitin gene, ubiquitin C, UBC, is considered a stress protective gene and is upregulated under various stressful conditions which is probably a consequence of an increased demand for ubiquitin in order to remove toxic mixed-folded proteins. We previously identified HOC elements HSE within the UBC promoter, which are responsible for heat shock factor HSF1-driven induction for the UBC gene and are activated by prototoxic stress. Here, we determined the molecular players driving of UBC gene transcriptional response to a Senate treatment, mainly addressing the role of the nuclear factor erythroid 2-related factor 2, NRF2 mediated antioxidant pathway. Exposure of HeLa cells to arsenate caused a time-dependent increase of UBC mRNA while cell viability and proteasome activity were not affected. Nuclear accumulation of HSF1 and NRF2 transcription factors were detected upon both arsenide and MG132 treatment, while HSF2 nuclear levels increased in MG132 treated cells. Notably, small interfering RNA-mediated knockdown of NRF2 did not reduce UBC transcription under either basal or stressful conditions but significantly impaired the constitutive and inducible expression of well-known antioxidant response element-dependent genes. Achromatin immunoprecipitation assay consistently failed to detect NRF2 binding to the UBC promoter sequence. By contrast, depletion of HSF1 but not HSF2 significantly compromised stress-induced UBC expression Critically, HSF1 mediated UBC transactivation upon arsenide exposure relies on transcription factor binding to previously mapped distal HSE as demonstrated to occur under proteasome inhibition. These data highlight HSF1 as a pivotal transcription factor that translates different stress signals into UBC gene transcription induction. Cells are constantly faced with different types of stress, such as heat, shock, starvation, prototoxic and oxidative stress, which can damage every cellular component, including nucleic acids and mainly proteins. Under stress conditions, proteins become damaged or unfolded and therefore need to be managed, because the accumulation is toxic to the cells. Proteome integrity is maintained by the so-called proteostatic network, a multi-compartmental, highly interconnected system that assists proteins from synthesis to folding, trafficking and lastly, degradation. In particular, under stress conditions, the molecular chaperones and the main degradation machinery, such as the ubiquitin proteosome pathway, UPP, play a prominent role, respectively, in the repair and disposal of non-native proteins. The UPP relies on the ubiquitin conjugating enzymes, the 26S proteasome, and of course on the signaling molecule ubiquitin, UB.
UB is a highly conserved 76 amino acid protein that exerts the myriad of diverse signaling functions, depending on the multiple ways by which it can be conjugated to other proteins, the ubiquitin code. The most widely understood outcome of ubiquitination is to tag intracellular proteins for proteosomal degradation, and this function is mostly accomplished by the LIS-40A-linked poly-UB chain signal. In the cell, UB is dynamically distributed among distinct poles, which mainly include free or unconjugated ubiquitin, and UB protein conjugates, where the molecule UB is peptid-linked to its protein substrate. The conjugate pool comprises both monoubiquitin conjugates and polyubiquitin conjugates. In addition, free polyubiquitin chains, which are not conjugated to substrates, also contribute to the total UB cellular content. The distribution of UB between the different poles is accomplished by UB conjugating enzymes and deubiquinating enzymes. The latter also carry out ubiquitin recycling from the targeted substrates, which are degraded by the protosome. Although UB has been so far considered an abundant protein inside the cells, different studies instead highlight how the UB protein is not constitutively produced in excess, rather it's ever adjusted to meet ongoing cellular needs. This is exemplified by the increased UB levels detected under stress conditions, when the cell needs to make more ubiquitin to meet the tagging demand imposed by the abnormally high levels of misfolded proteins that have to be degraded by the proteasome. Besides, post-translational mechanisms, levels of total cellular ubiquitin are regulated by transcriptional control at the four different ubiquitin coding loci, two of which encode ubiquitin polyprotein, UBB and UBC, and the other two produce a fusion product of one ubiquitin molecule and the ribosomal protein UBA52 and UBS27A. We recently determined the contribution of the four ubiquitin genes to the whole ubiquitin transcriptome in cell cultures, before and after exposure to different stressors, including proteasome inhibition and oxidative stress. Both UBB and UBC markedly contribute to maintaining ubiquitin homeostasis under basal conditions but they are at the front line in promptly providing the extra ubiquitin needed in stressful conditions. Although UBC has long been known as a stress-responsive gene, the molecular mechanism driving the transcriptional induction provoked by stress exposure remains unexplored for a long time. Our research group has recently mapped and characterized the heat shock elements HSE that orchestrate the transcriptional activation of the UBC gene under conditions of proteasome inhibition by MG132. In the present study, the transactin factors responsible for UBC gene transcription regulation were investigated in HeLa cells exposed to sodium arsenate. In comparison with MG132 treatment, Indeed, Kim and co-workers reported that the upregulation of the UBC gene in mouse embryonic fibroblasts, MEF, exposed to oxidative stress induced 
by arsenic occurred in a nuclear factor erythroid to related factor to NRF2 dependent manner and provided experimental evidence indicating that UBC is likely a direct target of NRF2. In fact, the main cellular defense against oxidative stress-induced cytotoxicity relies on the activation of the NRF2 calc-like ECH-associated protein KEAP1 pathway. Under physiological conditions, NRF2 protein levels are maintained low because of its rapid turnover thanks to the interaction with the ubiquitin E3 ligase adapter KEAP1, which promotes NRF2 ubiquitination and proteasomal degradation. KEAP1, due to critical cysteine residues, acts as a redox sensor, so that under oxidative stress it becomes inactive and fails to present NRF2 to the UPP. As a result, newly synthesized NRF2 translocates to the nucleus, interacts with small MAF proteins, and together they bind to antioxidant response elements, ARE, eliciting the transcriptional activation of target genes. Besides, its well-ascertained role as the master regulator of the antioxidant cell response, NRF2 has more recently emerged as a key component of the transduction machinery to maintain proteostasis, by acting both as a sensor for the emergency signals derived from misfolded protein accumulation and as a factor able to upregulate the expression of several proteasome and ubiquitination-related genes. The polyubiquitin genes UBB and UBC are themselves among the upregulated genes under oxidative stress conditions, although the need of ubiquitination to degrade oxidated proteins is still controversial, with the majority of publications suggesting that they are degraded by 20S proteasome independent of UB. Thus, in light of these findings and open questions, we asked whether and to what extent NRF2 mediates UBC upregulation under stress conditions, possibly cooperating with heat shock factors, HSF, previously reported to be essential for UBC transcription induction. Our results provide evidence that the stress-induced polyubiquitin gene, UBC, is likely not a direct target of the NRF2-mediated antioxidant pathway while being consistent with and strongly supporting a prominent role of HSF1 in driving UBC upregulation under different stress conditions. Results UBC gene induction by both sodium arsenide and MG132 is paralleled by HSF and NRF2 nuclear translocation. HeLa cells were exposed at 80 micromolar sodium arsenide or 20 micromolar of the proteasome inhibitor MG132. We monitored the UBC gene response in the presence of both stressors by quantitative real-time PCR at different time points. Both proteasome inhibitor and arsenide treatment led to a gradual upregulation of the UBC gene over the 8-hour incubation period in line with previous results. However, the trend was slightly different from a statistical point of view. MG132 treated cells revealed a statistically significant increase of UBC transcription 
versus dimethylsulfoxide, DMSO, treated cells after just one hour up to eight hour. Sodium arsenide caused a significant increase of UBC transcription after four hours of treatment. And although the highest induction was observed at eight hour, this was not statistically significant with respect to the four hour value. The UBC gene responds to different sodium arsenic concentrations from 10 to 80 micromolar was analyzed. A significant increase in the UBC transcript level was already detected upon cell treatment with 10 micromolar sodium arsenide and, moreover, the upregulation showed a clear dose-dependent response. It's worth noting that the concentration of sodium arsenide was then chosen in order to maximize the stress-induced UBC transcription without affecting cell viability. An MTS assay performed on HeLa cells challenged with the stressors versus control cells indeed revealed that arsenide exposure did not affect cell viability of the 8-hour period, while MG132 treatment resulted in a slightly reduced cell viability with respect to the vehicle DMSO-treated cells at the longer time point. While MG132 is expected to block proteosome activity and induce prototoxic stress, arsenide is considered a typical inducer of oxidative stress that in turn promotes protein damage. In addition, arsenic has been demonstrated to bind sulfohydryl groups causing protein dysfunction. Finally, arsenide treatment has been reported to damage the proteosome and reduce its activity. Therefore, to assess whether under our experimental conditions arsenide could induce UBC upregulation through a mechanism similar to MG132, for example, by blocking the proteosome, the 20S chymotrypsin-like activity was assayed in cell extracts derived from control or arsenide-treated HeLa cells. Proteosome activity was not significantly affected by sodium arsenide treatment, whereas it was blunted by the inhibitor MG132. In an attempt to search for the transcription factors, TF, behind the UBC gene upregulation of an arsenide-triggered oxidative stress and proteosome inhibition, we focus our investigation on the HSF that are at the front line to face proteotoxic stress by eliciting the so-called heat shock response, HSR, and on NRF2, which is considered the master regulator of the oxidative stress response. Therefore, we sought to determine whether UBC induction was accompanied by an accumulation of HSF, in particular HSF1 and HSF2 and NRF2 proteins in the nucleus of cells exposed to sodium arsenide or MG132. HeLa cells were treated with both stressors in a time course experiment and appropriate control samples were also established. The nuclear extracts prepared from stressed and controlled cells were subjected to immunoblot analysis with specific antibodies. Of note, the nuclear extracts did not exhibit immunostaining for IKB-alpha, a mostly cytosolic protein, but stained positive for the nuclear transcription factors TF2D and SP3, demonstrating the efficacy of the fractionation method.
as shown in figure 1e, HSF1 was undetectable in the nuclei of untreated or DMSO-receiving cells, while it appeared in the nuclei within 0.5 hour of treatment with either sodium arsenide or Mg132, and its levels increased up to 4 hour time point with poor stressors. On the contrary, HSF2 was already present in the nuclear compartment and its levels were unaffected by arsenide treatment, but increased in the Mg132 treated cells consistent with its mechanism of activation that involves protein stabilization. In the Mg132 treatment cells, NRF2 nuclear accumulation started within one hour of treatment with the proteasome inhibitor and the maximal level was attained at 4 hours. Although nuclear accumulation of NRF2 was observed in the DMSO-treated sample with respect to the untreated control, NRF2 induction was significantly increased by Mg132 exposure as compared with the DMSO control. In arsenide-treated cells, the nuclear translocation of NRF2 was instead detectable only at longer time point. For our. To determine whether the nuclear accumulation of HSF and NRF2 observed upon stress was only due to post-transcriptional mechanism or was also the result of an increase in gene transcription, HSF1, HSF2 and NRF2 mRNA levels in HeLa cells exposed for 8 hours to sodium arsenide or Mg132 were evaluated. HSF1 mRNA levels were found to be unaffected by the two stressors. HSF2 mRNA decreased in arsenide-treated cells, while the NRF2 mRNA displayed a statistically significant increase of the both sodium arsenide and Mg132 treatments. To define the role of HSF1 and 2 and NRF2, in UBC transcriptionary upregulation upon sodium arsenide OMG132 to get stressful conditions and a possible crosstalk, we depleted each protein factor by small interfering RNA, mediated knockdown, and then analyzed the UBC gene response stress. After transient silencing, HeLa cells showed 82% and 81% reduction of HSF1 and NRF2 transcripts compared with cells transfected with controlled small interfering RNA directed against GFP mRNA, while a lower downmodulation was achieved for HSF2 using two different targeting oligonucleotides. The efficacy and specificity of the silencing strategy were also evaluated at the protein level by Western immunoblotting on wall cellular extracts. HSF1 and NRF2 protein bands were both undetectable upon specific small interfering RNA transfection, with no evidence of off-target effects. The silencing approach was still efficient under stress conditions, leading to NRF2 protein stabilization. In fact, NRF2 silenced HeLa cells did not exhibit increased NRF2 protein levels upon exposure to Mg132. Regarding HSF2, if a residual anti-HSF2 immunoreactive band was also observed in small interfering HSF2 transfected cells 
according to RT quantitative PCR data. NRF2 is not required for the stress-induced UBC gene expression in human healer cells and murine NIH3T3 cells. Depletion of NRF2 did not affect the stress-induced UBC gene expression in human healer cells exposed to either sodium arsenide or MG132. Rather, the UBC transcriptional response was further increased. However, NRF2 knockdown led to a significantly reduced expression of well-known NRF2 target genes, such as glutamate cysteine, ligase catalytic subunit GCLC, and heme oxygenase HMOX1, thus confirming the efficacy of the silencing strategy. Moreover, for both genes, we observed mRNA reduction with NRF2 silencing at both baseline and after-stress treatments, in accordance with the demonstrated ability of NRF2 to control constitutive and inducible expression of many ARE-driven genes. In silico analysis of the UBC promoter sequence by using different bioinformatic tools, was performed to search for putative ARE binding sites. Martin Spector tests and TF search did not find ARE in the UBC promoter sequence, while PS scan detected a putative NRF2 binding site approximately 200 nucleotide upstream to the TSS. To gain insight into the relevance of this finding in intact cells, we used chromatin immunoprecipitation CHIP, to check for NRF2 binding to the 1 kilobase promoter sequence upstream of the TSS of UBC in sodium arsenide and MG132 treated cells. Detection of NRF2 binding at the known ARE binding locale in the promoter region of a prototypic NRF2 dependent enzyme. NAD PH quinone oxidase 1 and QO1 was used as a positive control for NRF2 activation. Indeed, NRF2 occupancy at the NQO1 promoter was observed already in untreated cells, as demonstrated by the percentage input being consistently higher with respect to the corresponding non-specific IgG control. After stress treatment, NRF2 binding further increased, with a higher enrichment observed in the MG132 treated sample. However, no significant enrichment with respect to the non-specific IgG sample was detected when the UBC promoter region was amplified by three different primer pairs, encompassing the sequence spanning from 916 to 96 upstream to the TSS, in both basal conditions and after-stress treatments. As a whole, the chromatin immunoprecipitation data indicate the NRF2 does not bind to the 1 kilobase UBC promoter region screens and therefore is unlikely to participate to the UBC gene transcription upregulation upon stress challenge, in close agreement with the output of the NRF2 silencing strategy. Science, Kim and co-workers provided evidence that UBC may be a direct target of NRF2 
in mouse embryonic fibroblasts exposed to arsenide, we next sought to investigate the role of NRF2 in UBC induction in NIH3T3, another standardized mouse embryonic fibroblast cell line. NRF2 knockdown was obtained by transient CMOL interfering RNA transfection. The expression of NRF2 mRNA was reduced by only 46% with respect to GFP small interfering RNA receiving cells. However, the level of NRF2 protein in the nuclei was drastically reduced upon specific NRF2 silencing. Moreover, the NRF2 targeting small interfering RNA was able to counteract the transcription factor accumulation upon sodium arsenide and MG132 treatment, thus confirming the efficacy of the small interfering RNA strategy. However, as for the human HeLa cells, transfection of NRF2 small interfering RNA into the murine NIH3T3 cells had no impact on the UBC mRNA induction elicited by the two stressors investigated and also basal UBC expression was not significantly affected, whereas small interfering NRF2 transfection significantly reduced the arsenide inducible expression of two prototypic NRF2 regulated genes GCLC and HMOX1 by 26% and 52% respectively. GCLC but not HMOX1 basal expression was likewise reduced by NRF2 knockdown. Taken as a whole, these data suggest the NRF2 does not seem to play a role in the transcription regulation of polyubiquitin gene UBC, at least in the murine cell line NIH3T3, exposed to arsenide as stress inducer. Arsenide-induced UBC gene expression is HSF1 dependent. Having excluded a direct role for NRF2, the involvement of HSF1 and HSF2 in the stress-induced upregulation of UBC was further investigated. To this end, we used the small interfering RNA approach as for NRF2. Transfection with small interfering HSF1 but not small interfering HSF2 significantly compromised the inducible expression of UBC mRNA by sodium arsenide and MG132. Basal UBC expression was positively affected by HSF1 small interfering RNA, while transfection with HSF2 small interfering RNA had no impact. Constitutive and inducible expression of heat shock protein HSP70 was measured as a positive control. The HSP70 transcript level displayed a similar layout to that of UBC mRNA, both at basal and in stressful conditions, with both HSF targeting small interfering RNAs. Overall, these data point towards a prominent role of HSF1 in mediating UBC gene response to oxidative stress induced by arsenide. To get deep insight into the role of HSF1, we tested the responsiveness of sodium arsenide of three reporter constructs 
previously generated, where Luciferi's Luke expression is driven by a UBC promoter fragment containing 3HSE, two distal FR1, FR2, and one proximal FR6 to the TSS that we have mapped and functionally characterized. Luciferase expression driven by the wall-type promoter sequence P1 showed a 6.6-fold increase upon arsenide exposure. Mutations of the distal HSF bindings motifs P1 mute FR12 significantly impaired the arsenide-induced upregulation of reported gene transcription. 2.6-fold increase versus untreated sample. Of note, mutations in the proximal HSE P1-MUTE-FR6 did not affect the inducible activity of the promoter construct. 5.4-fold increase in luciferase mRNA level, which is not statistically different from the one detected for the wild-type construct P1. Discussion the bulk of the knowledge accumulated on the ubiquity molecules, structure and functions, which led to the deciphering of the so-called ubiquitin code and the wide characterization of the ubiquitin-related proteome, have not been accompanied by a concomitant increase in knowledge of the molecular mechanisms regulating ubiquitin gene expression under basal and stressful conditions. With respect to the regulation of polyubiquitin gene, UBC. Some pieces of information have been recently added by our own studies, highlighting the role of the YY1 transcription factor and the importance of the presence of the intron in driving the basal promoter activity. Moreover, in agreement with data published by Viherveina and others for chromatin immunoprecipitation sequence analysis revealing HSF1 and HSF2 binding to the UBC promoter upon heat stress. We mapped and characterized the HSE lying in the UBC promoter sequence, demonstrating how these sequences affect UBC upregulation in response to cell treatment with the proteasome inhibitor MG132 by possibly binding HSF1 and HSF2. In the present study, the role of HSF and NRF2 in the UBC gene induction upon cell treatment with different stressors, the proteasome inhibitor MG132 and sodium arsenide, was thoroughly investigated. NRF2 is considered the master regulator of the antioxidant cell response. In the canonical pathway of activation, NRF2 must detach from its redox sensor inhibitor KEAP1 to shuttle to the nucleus and activate transcription of ARE-driven genes. However, recent studies have begun to unravel a broader impact of this transcription factor on the modulation of proteostasis by controlling genes related to the unfolded protein response, autophagy and notably the proteasomal pathways. Here, we found that NRF2 accumulates in the nuclei of healer cells treated with arsenide and also in those treated with MG132. Since NRF2 is a short-lived protein and its degradation is dependent on the UPP when the proteosomal activity is almost totally inhibited, the transcription factor becomes stabilized 
and shuttles to the nucleus. Intriguingly, MG132 and the proteosome inhibitor Borteosomib employed clinically have been reported to induce oxidative stress, which provokes the accumulation of unfolded damaged proteins. Although the molecular mechanisms underlying reactive oxygen species, ROS, duration after proteosome inhibition are still unclear. This stressor can mimic the classical NRF2 inducers. Likewise, arsenide, besides induction of ROS, has been demonstrated to cause proteotoxic stress by directly binding to proteins. It is noteworthy that the proteosome catalytic activity is not affected by the arsenide treatment in HeLa cells, suggesting that under our experimental conditions, NRF2 escapes KEAP1-mediated degradation. However, NRF2 knockdown did not impair the stress-induced UBC gene expression in HeLa cells. Bioinformatic analysis of the UBC promoter sequence with different tools did not reveal NRF2 binding sites, with the only exception of PS scan, which detected a putative ARA in the UBC promoter sequence, approximately 200 nucleotide upstream to the TSS. Since the main drawback of these methods lies in the high number of predictions that proved to be false positive, we were aware that the presumption of transcription factor occupancy needed to be confirmed by more direct experimental evidence, such as chromatin humor precipitation. In support of the P-scan output, a genome-wide chromatin immune precipitation sequencing experiment in lymphoid cells treated with sulforaphane found a high-confidence NRF2 binding site near the TSS of the UBC gene. Therefore, to evaluate possible NRF2 binding in vivo to the predicted ARE in the proximal UBC promoter, we performed the more definitive chromatin immunoprecipitation assay inhaler cells challenged with stressors versus untreated ones. Chromatin immunoprecipitation PCR analysis during three different primer pairs that fall in the 916 to 96 UBC promoter sequence proved that NRF2 does not bind to this UBC promoter region, either in basal conditions or after stress exposure. These results are consistent with those obtained by small interfering RNA-mediated NRF2 knockdown. Of note, the putative NRF2 binding site predicted by P-scan software falls in the amplified FR5 region, for which a percentage input similar to the one obtained for the non-specific IgG control was detected. As a whole, the aforementioned results indicate the NRF2 is dispensable for the UBC gene upregulation elicited by the two stressors. Kimmel and co-workers investigated the role of the NRF2-dependent pathway in the upregulation of polyubiquitin gene UBC in mouse embryonic fibroblasts under antacenide treatment. The authors concluded that the UBC gene in mice is likely to direct target of NRF2 supporting the evidences with results of global mapping, 
or NRF2 binding sites obtained by chromatin immunoprecipitation sequence experiments performed on the same cell model. In an attempt to reconcile the published data, they argue for an NRF2-dependent UBC upregulation under oxidative stress in MEF, and our evidence reported herein for the human UBC gene, which seems to overshadow NRF2 precipitation, we use the mouse fibroblast cell line NIH3T3 to investigate the UBC gene response to arsenide and MG132 triggered stress and the involvement of NRF2. As for human HeLa cells, NRF2 silencing in NIH3T3 did not compromise either UBC gene basal expression or its transcription induction upon stress treatments. This may be explained by the different non-primary cell line used and or by the less effective silencing of NRF2 in NIH3T3. Although the reduction of NRF2 protein levels in the nuclei of small interfering RNF2 transfected cells was sufficient to significantly impair the stress-induced transcription of the well-characterized ARE-driven genes GCLC and HMOX1. Small interfering RNA-mediated knockdown of HSF1 effectively suppressed UBC upregulation by the arsenide and MG132 treated cells, proving that HSF1 is required for the UBC gene response to stress as reported by Vihervar and others. On the contrary, HSF2 silencing did not affect the UBC gene stress response, despite the TF being stabilized and accumulating in the nucleus upon proteasome inhibition. Furthermore, it was previously found to bind to the HSE in the UBC promoter under MG132 triggered prototoxic stress. Although the shared consensus DNA binding sequences might suggest an intimate interplay between HSF1 and HSF2 in transcriptional regulation, they are indeed characterized by different regulatory mechanisms, mainly post-translational modifications for HSF1 and control at the expression level for HSF2, and have been reported to play different roles in the transcriptional response to stress, with HSF1 emerging as a potent transactivator that drives a rapid stress response. Transfection of Luciferase reporter constructs herein revealed the HSF1-dependent UBC transcription induction upon arsenide exposure relies on TF binding to the distal HSE previously mapped on the UBC promoter region, spinning up to 1 kilobase upstream to the TSS. This means that HSF1 orchestrates UBC gene transcription induction upon both MG132 and arsenide stressors by binding to the same regulatory target motifs. Of course, this does not exclude possible HSF1 binding to other more distal cis elements to regulate the UBC gene expression under stressful conditions. The HSF1-dependent regulation of heat shock genes in response to environmental redox changes caused by typical NRF2-KEAP1 inducers has been documented. 
Different reports indeed describe the shared role of NRF2 and HSF1 in affecting the cellular redox state by promoting the reduced state. This means, for example, that the electrophilic compounds, namely molecules able to directly or indirectly react with sulfhydryl groups, are among the stressors that can activate the heat shock response. However, while for NRF2, the oxidative sensor has been well characterized and attributed to the intercalator protein KEAP1, bearing critical cysteine residues that are the target of the oxidant molecules. For HSF1, this task can be performed by its main negative regulators, the molecular chaperones HSP70 and HSP90. Moreover, it has been speculated that in some cases the activators could be sensed by the transcription factor itself. In fact, the oxidation of specific cysteine residues engaged in redox-sensitive disulfide bonds within HSF1 has been reported to negatively affect its DNA binding activity. However, the identity of the primary cellular sensor of sulfohydroreactive activators, namely the KEAP1 counterpart that triggers HSF1 release from its inhibitors in mammalian cells, has yet to be established. The results reported herein highlight that Whatever the underlying mechanism in HeLa cells, arsenide-induced stress upregulates the UBC gene in an HSF1-dependent, but NRF2-independent manner. This transcription response provides the extra ubiquitin needed to manage the cell stress response, even though the need of ubiquitin to degrade oxidized proteins is still debated. HSF1 is a key player of the transcriptional programs mounted in stressed cells to maintain proteostasis being the prime coordinator of the HSR, which is accomplished by HSF1-mediated expression of stress-protective genes. However, despite its name, the heat shock transcription factor 1 is activated not only in response to elevated temperatures, but also upon cell exposure to oxidants metals and other conditions that cause protein misfolding. On the other side, UBC is by far known as a heat shock responsive gene and as such it is an HSF1 target gene. Indeed, its transcription and upregulation under prototoxic conditions induced by heat stress or proteosome inhibition is primarily sustained by HSF1 binding to the HSE identified in the gene promoter. Arsenide-induced stress at a molecular level shares many features with the heat shock response and, as such, arsenide has been reported to induce heat shock proteins to save the proteome from stress injury, which requires a functional HSF1. Intriguingly, oxidative stress, which is typical of arsenic-related effects, has been reported to directly affect different comportments of the UPP. Moreover, cellular reactive oxygen species generation does not explain all the arsenic-linked effects. In fact, direct protein binding by arsenicals can result in protein dysfunction. In this complex scenario, the identification of the molecular players that drive UBC gene upregulation and the arsenide-triggered cellular stress 
is not trivial and cannot be predicted on the basis of studies performed with other several stressors. The present paper uncovers that HSF1-mediated transactivation is required for UBC induction in cells challenged with arsenide, which was not previously known. This makes HSF1 the master modulator of UBC gene responsiveness to diverse stresses. Although the molecular mechanism by which HSF1 senses the different stressors becomes activated and conveys the detected signals to the responsive gene promoters remain to be elucidated. Our findings represent a new breakthrough to better understand how the UBC gene is upregulated to strengthen the cell responses to induce stress. The mechanisms envisaged may also foster translational research, facilitating the development of new therapeutics to modulate both HSF1 function and UBC gene expression. Thank you for listening. If you have any suggestion, article or review you would like to listen to, follow me on Twitter, pubreading, or send me an email, info.pub.reading at gmail.com. Let's connect.